over the last several weeks, during Lent especially, I've been very impressed how many people have come to the sacrament of confession and come on a, either after many years of being away or on a regular basis, somewhere between month, one month and three months. Certainly in the last couple of months and the last couple of weeks, the number has increased, which is a good thing. And why is it a good thing? Well, anyone who's gone through the sacrament knows why it's a good thing. Because our sins are forgiven. God's mercy rains down upon us if we just go to him and ask for his mercy. He wants to give it to us. He's joy-filled to forgive us. He doesn't begrudgingly give his love and his mercy to us. His son came and full throttle gave it his all. And we know that because of how he ended his life and then was resurrected and how he continues to be with us in the Eucharist and in all of the sacraments, but especially the Eucharist. God's mercy is integrated into our faith everywhere, in the sacraments, in the teachings on faith and morals, in the teaching that God loves us, in the teachings that we are to love our neighbor and not judge them, in the teachings to come to Mass on Sundays, to come to confession at least, at least once a year. It's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. We learn who we are by coming to Mass. We're God's beloved daughters and sons. We are Jesus' brothers and sisters. We don't learn that from just reading the Scripture. We don't learn that. We might know it, but we don't understand it. We don't learn that except through the Eucharist, except through being in community and worshiping together and knowing the love that God has for us through our neighbor. Because God's graces, all the graces that he gives us starting at baptism and all the particular graces that he gives us afterwards are for others. We are to be instruments. <clears throat> we are to be living water along with Jesus. Take his living water and become living water ourselves. We're not to become the Dead Sea. We're not to become a place where water flows into us with all of its wonderful minerals and nutrients, and there's no exit. We keep it for ourselves. That leads to the saltiest place on earth. It's, in, it's undrinkable. It's poisonous to us. Same with grace. If we hold it in ourselves and we do not share it, we do not give it to others, we become salty in every meaning of that word. But here on Divine Mercy Sunday, we already heard in the opening prayer, the priest prays for mercy to be blessed and bestowed upon all the people and that we may come to understand mercy all the more. And the beautiful thing about Divine Mercy Sunday is all the prayers and all these readings, they were already in place. And so it was a perfect dovetail to focus on God's love and his mercy today, the second weekend, the second Sunday of Easter, the eighth day. This is the last day of the octave of Easter. Easter Sunday starts the first day, and today is the last day. And it represents the eighth day, which is the eternal day in heaven. That's why there is the octave of Easter. It's to help us realize or have a glimpse of what the future will be. When we are in heaven, we'll bask even more deeply in God's mercy and his love in his very presence. What else is that? His mercy is himself. 
His mercy helps us to be who we are meant to be. We're meant to be in beatitude. We're meant to be in the presence of God. And Jesus, even here, not in Matthew chapter 5, where all the rest of the Beatitudes are, or most of them, here at the end of John's Gospel, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. A new Beatitude, a new way of being blessed, to believe without seeing, which is all of us. I haven't talked to Jesus face to face with, you know, with English out of my mouth. I haven't seen him walking down the street. I haven't called him on my phone. I've heard his voice in my head. I've heard his movements of the Spirit in prayer in my heart. But I haven't spoken to him face to face. Blessed are us who believe without seeing. And this is what we are called to today and for the rest of the Easter season. All of Easter, all 50 days, are supposed to be one celebration. It's, the Easter season is Easter Sunday. Not just the octave but the whole 50 days is supposed to be a celebration of the resurrection. Easter, resurrection, that's what it means in English, is the resurrection season. God wants us to come to confession, to recognize that we are sinners, and to pick ourselves up, go to confession, have God forgive us, and to go forward. That's what the definition of a saint is. Someone who recognizes themselves as a sinner, but picks himself back up and tries again tomorrow. That's what all the saints were. The problem is we read little books about them, we read little one-page summaries of them, and we don't hear about any of their hardships, any of their problems, any of their habitual sins. We just hear about how great they were. But all the saints, including you and I, brothers and sisters, and my hope and my prayers are that we will all be capital S saints by the end of our lives, is to rely on God's strength. Our weakness has laid claim, so to speak, laid claim of God's strength. Our weakness lays claim to his strength. That's why he came, because of our weakness, because he desires us back. He wanted to give us mercy. He does give us mercy. And that mercy gives us peace. Time and again, every time we come to the font of his mercy. Peace is the result. My parents and some of the older generation, older than me, so that's a lot of people, would say, oh, I remember growing up and church would be, all, would be all about fire and brimstone and talking about hell. That would come up a lot. Well, we all know that that's a reality, that that's still there. But when we focus on God's mercy, as priests do most of the time, I haven't spoken on fire and brimstone, I don't think ever. If I have, it hasn't been very often. But with God's mercy comes God's peace. With God's mercy comes a restoration, a rejuvenation, a resurrection of who we are supposed to be. The beautiful reality of being in God's kingdom, the beautiful reality that you are enough, that I am enough. The world tells us that we're never enough. We can always do more. And God tells us, come and eat. Come and put your hands in my side. Come and be with me, and peace be with you. The world never tells us to have peace. And I think we know that, especially in this last year. Never 
tells us to have peace. And when we go looking for it in the world, we're only fooling ourselves. We want it to be there. We want to find peace. The answer can't be as simple as be close to the Lord. Something inside of us rebels against that idea, wants a different kind of freedom. And yet God comes to us and simply says, peace be with you. Come to me. And blessed are you who have not seen and have believed.